Seattle's Morning News. It was 59 years ago this week that an airliner took off from Tacoma and then disappeared in the waters off Alaska. A resident historian, Felix Bunnell, has been working with family and friends of those who were lost aboard Flight 293 to keep the story alive, and now plans are in the works to dedicate a monument next year. Felix is brought to us by Lake Washington Windows and Doors. Yeah, good morning, Dave. You know, Flight 293, it was a civilian DC-7C, four-engine prop plane with 101 people aboard. It was a Northwest Airlines crew and members of the military on active duty and many dependents, you know, spouses and kids. They took off from McCord Field, what's now JBLM, on June 3, 1963, and headed north for Elmendorf Air Force Base in Alaska. Somewhere off the coast of southeast Alaska, around Annette Island, something went wrong. The plane crashed into the water and was never seen again. Um, over the past five years or so, I've talked with family and friends of several people lost on Flight 293, and an informal group has formed around trying to get some answers and trying to get official recognition for their loss. They haven't had much luck in either category. With this year being the 59th, that means the 60th anniversary is one year from now. Families aren't waiting for the military or the federal government to act. Uh, Greg Barrowman, who lost his older brother, Bruce, he's originally from Auburn, and he's leading the charge for a 60th anniversary commemoration. So I went out to Tahoma National Cemetery uh, not too long ago. Greg met there with some local aviation and military history guys who were helping out, uh, Sean Murphy and Lee Corbin. They're both good friends of this show. You might remember uh, last year they led the effort to honor a couple of Navy pilots who were lost in 1949 in the Cascade Foothills. Anyway, this is Greg Barrowman meeting Sean Murphy and Lee Corbin at the cemetery. I think just the uh, closure phase for a lot of people that we've contacted over the course of the years would know that at least there's a place that has uh, uh, been permitted to recognize each one of their family members. That's and it's it. accessible. I mean, I've been through Congress and others. And nobody bothered. With the, oh, no, you'd have to get a presidential or a congressional approval to have this done. It's like 15 years later, here we stand it. You know, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's uh, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean and Lee had the idea to dedicate a monument at Tahoma in the Memorial Walk, and any legitimate military group could be honored there, but it costs about $10,000 to commission one of the standard monuments they allow. I caught up with Greg Barrowman the other day. He's thrilled that something official can be done without waiting for the government. Um, the loss of his brother hit him and his family hard, and that sort of cliche closure is elusive. My brother, Bruce, uh, a private who just uh, graduated or finished boot camp and was on first assignment, uh, was on that flight with other military personnel from the different branches. And I'm sure that the rest of the family members and friends of those were suffering just as we have and grief-stricken for not only just that uh, time frame in, in the beginning, but has continued throughout our lives. I think this is a story that I followed the longest of any story I've ever covered. And in the past, past five years since I first talked to Greg, we've had other phone calls with about a dozen other families and friends of those lost on Flight 293. People in Oregon, the East Coast, California, the Deep South, socioeconomic boundary, all crossing all boundaries. The men, women, and the kids aboard the plane that day were like an amazing cross-section of America. And people they left behind all share this deep wound of an unexplained loss of someone they love. Now, in that time and in those conversations, I've witnessed Greg Barrowman changing, um, and I talked to him about it. You know, the anger and the pain that was on the surface when we first talked, it's given way to something different. I asked him about it the other day, and he said he's found sort of a contentment and peace. He calls, says it's a calling to connect with these other families. He calls it standing in the gap. It's a very interesting concept. It's biblical. It's to fill the void in the wall where the enemy yeah. comes in, and the enemy in our case has been death and sorrow and sadness 
And on the other hand, when you stand in the gap and offer hope uh, for time and eternity, it, uh, it's a life-changing event. So the plan for next year is a dedication ceremony at Tahoma National Cemetery on June 3rd, which happens to be a Saturday. And then there'll be a celebration afterwards on Greg's property, which is about a mile away from there. The hope was that several of those Flight 293 families and friends from around the country will take part in person, but the entire community uh, will also be invited as well. It will be an opportunity for those that come to the memorial and then the celebration afterwards, the the picnic, if you want to call it that, um, to have an opportunity to blend our humanity together and then to find, I believe, not a magical solution, but one that's uh, healing. You know, and the monument will be an important step after 60 years. Um, but I also asked Greg, you know, does this mean he's given up on finding some entity, whether, you know, government or private, who's willing to search for the wreckage of the DC-7 and to find answers about why it crashed? Absolutely not. Yeah, the, uh, with the recent plane crashes and the uh, reminder of what happens to a person's psyche is they want to find out how and why, what the details, what can be done. And Again, it's not a matter of recovering, you know, bodies or anything. It's, it's, uh, it's just that part of it. So that would be, you know, secondary, but it is right on the top two of the list. You know, and they've got a GoFundMe campaign for the monument. They're more than halfway to the goal of $10,000. We have a link at My Northwest. Um, well, I want to talk to all the kids out there. Get a job in journalism. You get to meet the most nicest people in the world who are doing these really interesting things to honor, you know, to sort of heal their own wounds, but also kind of connect with the community. And this, this group has been incredible. The people we talk to in the Deep South, people in California, it's just this, like, amazing cross-section they're of America. They're from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and they're all, they're all on active duty. And if this plane had been a military transport flown by military pilots, it would be a whole different level of recognition. There'd be actually be in a different yeah. category. Because it's a civilian plane that was being chartered, Yeah. Even though everyone's active duty and their dependents, it's just sort of lost in the margins. And the government, not like they don't care, but there's no mechanism for them to properly care. So it's up to these people and anyone willing to contribute to put some kind of tangible thing in place that people can return to each year to honor the people who lost on that flight. Was there never a search for the plane? They searched. They found some debris on the water, very minimal amount of debris. And what happened to that is lost. There was some human remains recovered, but no one knows what happened to that. It's, it's almost 60 years ago. It's in a yeah. remote part of Alaska. But nowadays, there's, I mean, there's advanced sonar, and, you know, we found the Titanic. I, I guess this is I know, way smaller it's, than that. But, I mean, yeah. it's so detailed. It seems to me that uh, if somebody wanted to, you know, one of our billionaires. I agree. Yeah, they and, we, could and we, we, for it. we talked to Paul Allen's people a couple of years ago, and they, yeah. they declined. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a military thing. The military, theoretically, the military should be responsible for bringing everybody lost home. Yeah. The body's probably impossible to find now. But some reason for the plane crashing, some bit of this elusive closure, which is a cliche and it's impossible to get if you talk to anyone who suffered a loss like this, but some some additional distance toward a final chapter of the story. And the monument's part of it, but there's still more to do. But a really great group of people, and hopefully we'll have a big event here next year with all these family members and friends coming to town to honor their, their lost people. Our resident historian, Felix Bunnell. All your features are at MyNorthwest.com. Thanks, Felix. Thanks, Dave.